Hey, it's a great, great podcast for you today. The Nevada caucus rules. You are going to be the most popular person this weekend. No one, it's like a magic trick. No one will believe that what you're going to tell them is true, but we'll give you the link. We'll show you all the evidence of it. How are the Democrats really deciding ties in Nevada? It's crazy. Also, Bill O'Reilly, I don't think I said a word for about 10 minutes. Oh, he was fired up today. He was fired up. Also, our coronavirus uh, update. We'll tell you a little bit about some of the things that are coming up, including tonight uh, at uh, 5 o'clock, I think is the download time for Blaze subscribers only. A fascinating interview with Candace Owen. Candace Owens is in this interview says that she thinks Donald Trump will actually take 20 to 30 percent of the African-American vote. Mm. That's unheard of. He got eight last time. If they get 15, it's over for the Democrats no matter what. Yeah. And on Stu Does America tonight, I make the case that this is probably the best moment in Trump's presidency as far as his standing goes and his possibility of being reelected. And we go into all the details on that. And the numbers are pretty impressive. Uh, that's at Stu Does America. Subscribe on YouTube and podcasts wherever you get them. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Let me go to John in Maine. Hello, John. You're on the Glenn Beck program. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once stood. Oh Somebody's making money. Everybody stand up. No. No. Somebody's making money. You're punishing me back, aren't you? you I are... most certainly am. I yeah. live as far away from Seattle as I possibly can and still be in the same <laughs> continent. I live in Maine. And I they have that song. Like a Mobius strip in my mind. Thanks to you, Glenn. So well, I give it back to you, bud. You're, wel- you're welcome and no thank you. Uh, thanks, John, from Maine. Uh, I, you know, just, just for John, may I? Do we have the Broadway version of the... This is from a city... This is in a city council meeting. Uh, this woman got up and started singing this uh, without music. And we decided to set it to Broadway show tune. Here it is. Direct from Seattle, The Tree Lover. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. Such a lack of life and sound. All that's left is bare muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky in the sky. That tree did not belong to I will tell you, uh, some fans of the show have gotten quite creative. I've had guitar solos sent to me, uh, but uh, this this individual went the extra mile to set it into trap music. Listen, do you have that one? 
by the way, goes on for about four minutes. <laughs> I just love it. I absolutely love it. Laws protect exceptional trees, but the city grants exemption to these. Instead, they reward the developers' greed and sanction the murderous deeds. Everybody's got a job in 2020, nothing real to protect just wannabes. The thing that is most concerning to me is a shady lady dressed like a tree. Enough, enough. Welcome wow. to the program, Pat. It's Friday. Pat Gray from Pat Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast you can listen to wherever you get your podcasts or here on blazetv.com. Pat. Yes. You did a story today on your show that I have been following for months now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's somebody is gluing cowboy <laughs> hats to pigeons in Vegas. Okay. They don't know who is doing this. And the reason why, I mean, it is really, it's, there was an animal activist that was looking down at the street in Vegas and he was like, oh, look at that pigeon has a, wait a minute, that ca- it has a cowboy hat on it. <laughs> and he started noticing there were a lot of pigeons on the street with cowboy hats. Yeah. Well, they caught one and they, they saw that somebody was actually gluing those hats <laughs> to their heads which is very very funny but wrong really really wrong at least they weren't stapled to their heads no. which i think <laughs> well I think that's we can big yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we can't yeah, appreciate that mm-hmm. so now this week there are little maga hats <laughs> little red maga hats that have been glued to pigeons heads <laughs> in vegas i'm not and i'm yeah. not making this do we have the video there there there's there's some pictures here and <laughs> And the group that is responsible, at least for these, is a group they call themselves P period, U period, T period, I period, N period, Putin. This is actually probably, what, an anti-Trump situation? Or it is a pro-Trump that is just like, screw you. I (laughs) don't know. What is it? Yeah, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know, actually. It strikes no. me as like, this would be like, see, Russia is, like, they're trying to make some point about well, Russian influence, like, at some Let me Let me way. just say this. It, this is, <laughs> if there was a way to make money on this, conservatives would do this. But since there's no money to be made, nobody in the conservative movement has this much time to make little t- pigeon hats and uh, mm-hmm. catch the pigeons and then glue them on their heads. This is only stuff that the left would do. Takes a lot more patience than I yeah. have. <laughs> right. That, would not, right. that was not being done by me. No. We, we know that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because you were a suspect. I, very I high know. up in my book. I know. But that's yeah. too tedious work for me. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Uh, we did lose one of the pigeons, though. We did lost we really? Him. Yeah. Nobody knows what killed him, but one of the pigeons with the MAGA hat died. Could it be the hat? It could be the hat. I'm not sure if the hat or <laughs> was the glue it stapled. Was that one stapled? <laughs> yeah, they couldn't get the glue to stick. So it's really it to his brain. I mean, look at the problem? detail. Yeah. Look yeah. at the detail of that hat. Yeah, 
I mean, it looks just like a red baseball cap. <laughs> like it was manufactured for a pigeon. Right. Yes. It's it's that small. It's perfectly fit for their head. Fantastic. It has the Make America Great Again right on the front. And they don't seem bothered by it. The pigeons seem fine. Well, what are they? Yeah, they're fine. <laughs> what are they it. going to do? Uh, frown or something. I don't right. know. Tap <laughs> their wings like they're angry. <laughs> poop on the people who did it. They didn't do any of that. They're fine. Are you don't sure? know if they didn't. You're sure they didn't poop on the people who did it? They poop on everybody. Positive, yeah. but uh, I don't see any evidence of it, so I'm just assuming <laughs> they're all about it. <laughs> All right, whoever's doing this, they should stop. Yeah, probably. But, uh, they probably. We had some is, fun with it, but it, uh, it just, they probably should stop. Yeah, I think. Did you guys see the the black bishop who's talking about Planned Parenthood? Uh, bishop Wooden. Have you, no. have you seen him? No. Oh, uh, we got We should we should play a couple of those clips because okay. he's talking about uh, how how you can be a woke church if you don't know about Margaret Sanger and her goals for black people. Listen to this. Everybody's talking about being woke. 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 And, and, and you didn't know that Margaret Sanger? You, you didn't know that Margaret Sanger said this? We don't want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. Margaret Sanger, founder of Planned Parenthood. Now, this was written in 1939. So how are you going to be woke? How are you going to be a woke church? And don't know this. Mm. This is old. This is old. You bishops and pastors and leaders out there, if you haven't told your congregation about the number one killer of African Americans, an organization that kills more African Americans every two weeks than the Klan did in its entire history, you are not qualified to use the word woke this for you are the epitome of being asleep you're asleep at the wheel he also talks about uh uh hillary clinton and what she had to say about margaret sanger which is pretty riveting listen to this hillary clinton did when she received the margaret sanger award hillary clinton did say i admire margaret sanger Enormously, not a little bit. Enormously, that's right. All y'all who are taking pictures, that's fine. Come on, y'all, can, you can get them. She did. These are her words. They're not my words. You know what? I would have never. There's no politician, Republican nor Democrat. See, I'm, I'm an independent. No politician would get my vote nor my support if they would have said, "I my Margaret Sanger, the woman who said." Our goal is the extermination of the Negro race. What kind of Negro would vote for a woman Mm. who would say such a thing? Mm. Got to be a dumb Negro to do that. Something wrong with you, Negro. It just makes it okay because the B3 is the organ. You know, when you... (laughs) And the V3 is there. You're kind of like, yeah. 
Whatever it is, yeah. I'm clapping for it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Hitler should have had a B3. That would have been a different vibe. <laughs> it would have been a different uh, vibe. Let's <laughs> <That's> exterminate <laughs> the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it feel different. It does. Yeah. It does. It, gives, it just gives a happier vibe. That is amazing. Is that incredible? That's I mean, amazing. He's probably on the Clinton death list now, but I tell you, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. He goes. He he talks about how forty six percent of black pregnancies end in abortion. Now forty six percent. We've looked for that spe- specific uh, percentage, and what I found was thirty six point nine percent of all abortions are done are done to uh, white women. 36% of all abortions are with pregnant um, black women. So is that 46% of of black births? It just, it might be. I think that's where he gets that stat. Think 36%, of the... 36%, because they're only 14% of the population. With whites, you know, we're 76% of the population and responsible for 36.9% of abortion. It's disproportionately of course doing it was. exactly because what it was designed it was, to do by Margaret Sanger. Yes, that's what I was going to say. It was designed to do this. Yeah. Whether they say yeah. that now or whether they even believe that now is irrelevant. Mm. Right. That's the course it was set on. Yes. And why aren't other black preachers or bishops talking about that? I have to tell I've you. I've never seen I this before. I think this whole thing is coming down. I hope you're right. I mean, remember. I hope you're right. Now, now it took ten years, and it's still not really here. But I think everybody can feel it. It was it was ten years ago. I was saying to you guys off air, we have to get out of the TV network business because this <laughs> whole thing is going to burn itself to the ground. And I have the same feeling: the Democrats and the Republicans, uh, to some degree. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump has burned the Republicans to the ground. Um, and you know, that whole belief in, I mean, you might think that you like Donald Trump, but I think when Donald Trump leaves, who are you going to vote for? And it's not like it's a Republican thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who's there? Yeah. The same thing is happening right now. They're just ahead of us. The same thing is happening with the Democrats, but the Democrats have all these woke soldiers out there. And that's what's really coming down. It's not just like our on our side, if you will, the Republicans. I'm an independent, too. But the Republicans I generally vote for and the Republicans, that system is broken and coming down. Mm-hmm. The corruption in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, that's coming down. But what's really fueling it now, I think, is the socialist Marxist crazy no gender i'm a butterfly celebrate your abortion all that stuff that i think is evil that is really designed to destroy the family and to destroy any kind of common sense and decency i think that stuff is on fire and this may be the summer of 68 this may be the summer of ultimate if you will, that stopped mm-hmm. the 1960s insanity dead in its tracks. I think they've overplayed their hands. So you might see, I mean, who was it? It was Candace Owens. I just did an interview with Candace Owens. I think she's, was she last week or coming up next week or something on a podcast with me? She believes that 60, 
what is it? No, 30% of, of blacks will vote Republican. 30 percent 30 donald trump got that would be eight. game over yeah, for she Democrats said she said if, i don't think that can happen but that would be great she said and i said come on wow. he got eight percent and she said look 15 percent, and it's there's no way that they can win right she said but i think they could go my she said my low estimate is 20 i think he could go as high really? as 30 Wow. If that happens, if wow. they get to 15%. Tim no Scott even, was talking about 15. Game changing. Yeah, no need to even hold the election if, yeah. that's ha- if that right. happens. I mean, yeah. that's just be over. It's over. Thank you so much, Pat. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and you're listening to the Glenn Beck program. If you like what you're hearing on this show, make sure you check out Pat Gray Unleashed. It's available wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, uh, glad to have you on the program, sir. How are you? I'm uh, in a bad mood. No, oh, boy. I'm okay. Oh, boy. I'm all right. See, you're all right? I'm under control. Okay. Yeah, under control. I'm ready to go. All right. Well, Bill, you're, you're going to make a lot of people's Friday or wreck it if you're in a bad mood. So, Or maybe make yeah. it if you're in a bad mood. I don't know. Sometimes it can go either way with you. Um we would uh, like to get the recap of the week. First, let's start here. What was the biggest story of the week, whether the media recognized it as that or not? Joe Biden inhabiting Michael Bloomberg's body. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Um, so the biggest story of the week is the billionaire uh, Bloomberg goes up on the debate stage for the first time and has no idea that he is going to be attacked by Elizabeth Warren, who's standing next to him with blood dripping from her mouth. Oh, I mean, it was crazy. Mayor Mike apparently had no idea how any of that was going to happen. How is that possible, Bill? They, I mean, um, he I had to know the, the stop and frisk thing, yeah. uh, some of the comments he made. He had to have known that. He's paying so-called advisors hundreds of thousands of dollars in salary to give him lines. He's not a good public speaker, as you saw. He's never been. Uh, to write things for him, to craft commercials. So you're right. There are two big things that everyone in the country knew was going to happen was that he was going to be attacked as a racist Mm -hmm. and attacked as Mm anti-woman. And it took Elizabeth Warren exactly 32 seconds (laughs) to do that. Right. And then Mayor Mike had no reply, no cogent comeback. And so it was stunning. And um, I think that the media doesn't really know how to put it into perspective because the big beneficiary of this is Bernie Sanders. And I'm uh, working on a column now, which will be out on Monday, saying that for the first time in my life, there is a political candidate running for office that I think is so heinous that anyone that I know who would support that person I could not interact with. (laughs) So if there's anyone in my orbit 
who would vote for Bernie Sanders, I cannot deal with them. What if someone, what if, what if somebody who you've maybe known for 10 years or so that wouldn't vote for him, but if that individual said, Bill, I think I'm going to vote just to stop all interaction with you. How would you feel about that? <laughs> I, I would understand that. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Because yes. I've been looking at okay, Bernie Sanders. There'll be an asterisk next to that vote. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Bill, that, I mean, that's quite a statement. Uh, Thank you. I, I will tell you that I, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to become everything that I despise. And that's what the left said about anybody who voted for Donald Trump. They couldn't re- interact with him. I want to understand them um, because, because it, it doesn't make any sense unless you're a Marxist. Or a fool. No, no, if, no, but, but this is a direct, Bernie Sanders is a direct threat to my family. Oh, I know that. Okay, so Donald Trump's not a direct threat to my family um, or anybody else's family. You may not like him. You may think he's a vulgarian, and, and I don't, that doesn't bother me. Okay, so make the case. Let's just say you're talking to somebody, and you're really trying to impact them. You're not going to call them names or do what the left does to us. Tell, give, lay out the case against Bernie Sanders. How, Bill, is he possibly going to hurt your family? If Bernie Sanders were elected president, all of my retirement funds, my college education funds, everything that I've saved and worked so hard to accumulate would vaporize. Do you not understand that corporate America is not going to allow its profits to be taken by the federal government and mass. They will leave the country, stop research and development, lay off millions of people. The stock market will collapse and thereby all the 401ks, all the IRAs, everything that everybody has worked for will collapse. Do you not understand that will happen? Bill, you're listening to you're listening to extremists. I mean, that's not what Bernie wants to do. (laughs) I really have a hard time making this case. If you don't believe it, you don't believe it. But the man does not believe in private property. He he wants to tax people with assets up to 80, 90 percent. That's confiscation. Okay, so you believe what you want to believe. This is his own words. He's not trying to fool anybody. What's the difference between Bernie Sanders and Fidel Castro? Well, what's the difference between what's the difference between Donald Trump and Adolf Hitler? All right, we'll get to that later. (laughs) You asked me about Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Well, that's that's what that's what they'll say. I think there's going to be people that would vote. Well, Chuck Schumer is one of them, um, and he said, we'll vote for anyone to stop Donald Trump. And I think there's uh, a well, lot of that mentality. Chuck Schumer's an idiot. Chuck Schumer has contributed to the disintegration of New York State. Okay? He's an idiot. But, but there's part two on Bernie. Bernie Sanders clearly said in the New Hampshire debate that America was a racist society top to bottom. I was insulted by that. I'm not a racist. I don't believe our society is racist. Um, I guess Bernie missed that Barack Obama was president for eight years. Okay? So he insulted every single person in this country by saying that the uh, United States of America is a racist society. 
society, okay, from top to bottom. Well, blank you, pal, okay? That's not true. That's a lie. And you just besmirched me and every other American. And and this... I've never heard your analysis. I have never heard your analysis. That would have disqualified the man. I've never, I've never heard your analysis so personal. I mean, you. This is. Do you not under Beck? I know you're a playing devil's advocate, and that's a smart thing to do because you can whip me up. Um, (laughs) I would never do that. Do you not understand the danger that is standing there? Oh, I do. Millions of Americans do not. So therefore. If I can't get through to them, because I chronicle this stuff on BillOReilly.com, Bernie Sanders, and and the only moment Bloomberg had of any clarity the other night was when he turned to Sanders and said, hey, you're the biggest socialist in town, and you got three homes, okay? And Bernie Sanders is a millionaire, and he's never earned a nickel in the private sector. And the reason he's a millionaire is because every job he's had, he's given his wife and his family big buck jobs that accompany that. All right? And I've, I've chronicled it on BillOReilly.com. Peter Schweitzer has written about it in the mm-hmm. book. This guy's the biggest charlatan in the world. All right? He lives large. He flies on private jets. Existential threat, climate change. Where's my jet? Hey, stuff it, pal. You're the biggest phony, the biggest liar, and the biggest threat to this country that I've seen in my entire adult life. And yet millions of Americans are voting for him? What's the matter with you people? What is the matter with you? I don't want to hear Trump. I don't care if you like Trump or not. All right? And you didn't hear one question from the NBC stooges. Hey, the economy's pretty good, is it not, Democratic candidates? Did you hear one statement? I thought I was living in the Dust Bowl. I thought it was 1932. It's just the country has, has now collapsed into dishonesty. And these zombies walking around, Bernie Sanders. You ready for Bernie Sanders? I know you have to take a break, but before, let me just give you this. Bernie Sanders tells you he's going to pay every single health care bill for 330 million Americans and 20 million illegal aliens. And it'll be a lot more because he's not going to stop anybody from coming here. All right. Every single health care bill federal government's going to pay. But not only that, all your dental, all your eyeglasses, all your hearing aids, all your senior care, all your child care. All your educational, everything. There's not enough money on the planet, on the bleeping planet, to pay for all that. And the NBC stooges sit there going, oh, uh, uh, well, uh, well uh, it's just, it offends me to my core that we have an Elizabeth Warren, a Bernie Sanders selling this bunch of garbage, and millions of Americans are buying it. So... Tell me about Michael Bloomberg and what, pe- uh, what people should yeah, know about him. Yeah, I know Bloomberg um, for a long time. I, I think I told you last week I sat next to him at a dinner party that Barbara Walters had in her house. Oof. Um, what was that? I, you know, what? Went back and forth. Was that the, the meeting of the dead 
or almost dead, the Crypt Keeper Society. What was that, Bill, that you were doing? That was, uh, you know, Henry Kissinger's wife was there. Uh, there were a lot of swells, a lot of rich people there. Yeah, all right. And I think Barbara just invited us because we, we were the entertainment. Yeah, you, know, like the <laughs> you were the little stone. monkey show. Yeah. Look, yeah. we've got a conservative in a cage. Let's poke him. Well, Bloomberg's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, not, not a warm and fuzzy guy, not a people guy. Uh, he's, uh, you know, running in the wrong party, obviously. But it was really stunning to go back to our um, first question in this uh, interview, um, that he couldn't just look at Elizabeth Warren and say, um, listen, lady, um, do you have any idea? How many people of color are victims of violent crime? Do you know? Now, Elizabeth Warren does not know, would not be able to answer that question. You put her on the defensive. The answer is, in the urban centers of America, 90% of violent crime victims are people of color. 90%. So stop and frisk may have unintended consequences that are not right. But it's not a war crime. It cut murders in poor black neighborhoods by more than 50%. So that's all he had to say to her. And on the woman thing, all he had to do was look at her and say, every single corporation in the world, not just in the United States, has problems with personnel at times. Employees have beefs against the company. There's two ways you deal with it. In court, or you settle it, and then if you settle it, you write a contract, and usually the employee gets some kind of compensation. No one forces the employee to sign anything. The employee agrees. It's a contract. So why would I or any CEO looking out for our company tear up that contract? That's all you say to her, because Elizabeth Warren is a due process denier. You saw that in the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Mm -hmm. She convicted Kavanaugh and knew nothing about it. She knew nothing about it, but convicted him of a heinous crime. She, I don't wail on her because she doesn't have any chance. She's so unlikable, she makes Hillary Clinton look like Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> she does. That's how unlikable Elizabeth Warren is. Can I tell you something, though, Bill? This is, I think, the most unlikable group of people you could find. Bloomberg is really an unlikable person. Um, Sanders is just an angry old man yelling at you to get off the lawn. And, and Elizabeth Warren is fake at best, at best. Uh, well, but she's, she's plastic she's and unlikable. But, but as an unlikable person myself. Um, <laughs> You're the king of the unlikable people. See, I, I have a deeper insight into that. Yeah, okay, go, go ahead. Beck is, Beck is kind of a likable guy. I, I don't know Stu personally. I just talked to him on it, but I think Stu's likable, too. Very likable, but, yes. But, you know, me, I could be mm. put in that category. I, that would be wrong. I am misunderstood. Mm. But I think Buttigieg is a likable guy. I, I do, too. Klobuchar is okay. Okay. Um, even though she's kind of masquerading up there as a kind of a moderate, and she really isn't. Um, Joe Biden, I think, used to be. Now he's just weird. You know, now you're like, I don't oh. know what he is. But, you know, the Biden? the old test used to be, hey, could he get on MTV, talk about boxers or briefs, play the saxophone, and always, 
always would you want to hang out and have a beer with him. There's no one at the top that, except for Buddha Judge, that I think Americans would say, "Oh yeah, I'd like to hang out with them. I like them." Yeah, but with Buddha Judge, he'd have to buy the beer before I would go. All right, I'm not I'm, because I think it, when, I'm, I don't really fully trust him. But he is not unlikable. <laughs> right. But Biden used to be likable. Yes. Un- until he entered the twilight zone with Rod Serling. What? Now, there's someone inhabiting Joe Biden's body. I, I don't know whether it's an alien. It's an I, eighty. I it's know. a it's a ninety five year old man. That's what it I is. I keep waiting for him, who's and he's very well dressed, to be standing there and kind of an arm come out through his chest <laughs> to try to grab Sigourney Weaver. You know, right? I I will tell you this, like, Bill. I don't understand his strategy. Yesterday, he said what strategy. I know. Yesterday, he said, look, I, I probably am a one-term president, you know, and I promise I'll only serve one one term, you know, if my mental faculties start to decline. What is he doing? Joe, Joe Biden is running on the befuddlement ticket. Remember the blue <laughs> yeah. ticket? Yeah. He's on the befuddlement ticket, right? <laughs> and his slogan is, I have no clue. So if you're clueless, Vote for me. Right. I could get lo- I could open up the front door of my house and get lost and my family be looking for me and right. I don't right. know my address. I mean it's it's really bizarre. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Welcome to uh, Friday. Uh, I want to give you a coronavirus update. Do we happen to have any, because I'm trying to look for some... I don't know, some way to make this so it's not so depressing. Do we have any happy music or any coronavirus theme that do, did you find anything in the studio that hmm. Okay, probably not the <laughs> not the look I was going for or the think this is a death mass. Um but I could be wrong. Jason uh, Buttrill is uh, with us now uh, and has some uh, update. Have you seen, Jason, the number uh, of people that we have in quarantine now here in America? Uh, I haven't seen the last number. No. So NBC reported today that that number now is 10,000 people, Americans, quarantined here in America. Wow. On yeah. military bases. No, that's the key. So these aren't the ones that we brought in. These are people, and I think this is great. I really think these people are exceptional. These are people that went overseas. They were in Hong Kong. They were in Beijing. They were wherever they were in China. And as they got onto a plane and came back home, they were told, "Um, you know you were in a really dangerous zone, and they voluntarily are putting themselves at home for two weeks, taking their temperature every four, what is it, four times a day, uh, and monitoring and keeping a track of, of how they're feeling, et cetera, for two weeks. And so they're self-quarantining. 
at home, which I think is great. It's great, and, and it kind of goes to the interview that you did with that doctor that yeah. they said the same thing. And yeah. He was like, I'm doing this to set an example, and yeah. it, it's, it looks like it's working. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really good. You know, Stu said, we may not have a vaccine, but the one thing we do have going for us is communication, technology. Yeah, the information age in some way is actually really helping this, right? I mean, people know about, think about this 50 years ago. We probably barely would even have any idea what was going on, yeah. let alone, you know, every yeah. moment you get another update. Yeah. And despite the efforts of the Chinese Communist Party's efforts to yeah. keep these things under a lid, it's mm-hmm. getting out regardless. So mm-hmm. what is the update that you can bring us uh, today? Well, again, and that's what I, kind of goes to what I just said is, you know, like like we saw in SARS, the Chinese government sat on it and it was able to spread to other countries. They did the exact same thing with this. It spread to other other countries. And we're starting to see that we're now in a new phase of the coronavirus spread. And I think cases are going down, so it looks like, in China. In China, which is great news. Great news. Yeah. And it's and it's pretty obvious, especially if they watch the show on Wednesday, um, why that's the case. Because it's an unprecedented, I mean, it would be unconstitutional here what they're doing. But it's an absolute crackdown on both information and people's movement, everything. Um, but it's it's starting to go down. And um, But elsewhere in the world, places like South Korea, they now have 150 cases. Yeah. Um, it's rising, I don't want to say dramatically, but it's significantly going up. In yeah, they're areas. saying that now we're in phase two of corona. Now, the good news is, as it's starting to go up, which makes sense. I mean, it's you know been 14 to 24 days since people were starting to move around. Um, and even if you caught it from somebody and they didn't get the symptoms... You could have caught it from somebody, and it's set dormant in you, and you pass it to somebody else, and then uh, you'll start to see these numbers. So the numbers around the world are going to start to go up, um, and so we are in phase two of, of this. But the really good news is, if we can trust the Chinese, the numbers are going down now. So we've hit our peak in China. What, what we know that what we can't trust Chinese on is, you know, I, I think they completely lied about knowing where this actually started. I don't think oh. they have a clue. And that is scary because that means there's other places in China where they were, where travel was uninhibited and they were still going. Um, just take, for instance, what uh, Canada just reported. Canada just reported a sentinel event that just happened. Um, one of their citizens got the coronavirus but never went to China. Right. So they're like, what is going on? So basically a sentinel event is when there is an event where they're not exactly sure that, that, that you know. How it got. How it got there. Yeah. There's evidence now, of more widespread transmission. Here's now, you just look into this. Here's something that bothered me yesterday. Just didn't seem, just didn't seem right. On the heels of this being told uh, that a Canadian in Canada went to Iran and somehow or another got the coronavirus from going to Iran and now is in Canada. And consider the Iranians have only said there was like five cases and they've got them contained. Mm-hmm. So obviously they haven't. There is more widespread contamination. Did you see the press release that the Chinese, uh, that the Iranians put out yesterday? No. <laughs> the Iranians put out that this was an American Zionist germ that we made and we introduced into society um, to be able to further the Zionist Israeli goals. <laughs> so, so this, the Russians actually started this. When I first started looking into this, all I got was conspiracy theories. 
and that was the top one. There's people in the United States and about the Israeli, that. really? Um, no, they, they didn't have the Israeli. Okay, uh, I think the Iranians obviously added that on there. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. like, yeah, let's blame the CIA, but right. come on, let's add you know the Jews in there as well. Come right. on, <laughs> yeah, right? Well, CIA and Jews. I mean, don't we all know? <laughs> <laughs> now what? Uh, yeah. So they, they've been for a long time blaming it on CIA? Oh, yeah. So they And it's so convoluted, the conspiracy theory, because they mentioned the bioweapon. They mentioned the uh, bio facility in Wuhan mm-hmm. and somehow jumped to, oh, but it was a CIA, a CIA bioweapon. I'm like, how, how are you making this jump? I mean, the bioweapon thing is, is already is just kind of stupid. We can't even speculate on that. Well, remember, this is... This is something that uh, people, some people, crazy conspiracy theorists still believe. But at the beginning of the AIDS virus, the deal was is that this was a Reagan CIA thing to kill all the, the homosexuals. And it was it was brewed to kill homosexuals and blacks in Africa. Yeah. The I Jeremiah mean, Wright uh, <laughs> philosophy, right? I mean, I think Jeremiah Wright might have said that. Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are people that still believe that stuff and are still preaching that about the AIDS virus. Sometimes literally preaching it. Like from (laughs) the pulpit. pulpit. Mm -hmm. But with nobody that was important sitting in the pew. No, gosh, no. That's what's insane about the misinformation and disinformation that swirls around things like this. So just for a quick explainer, misinformation is just like, hey, we're going to tell you something, you know, blatantly false. Russia does this all the time. But what Russia also does in places like China is they do disinformation, which is information that comes from a trusted source that they leak to them, they think is true, and then they tell people that trust them, like Jeremiah Wright's congregation, trust him. Or people like Oliver Stone, people that mm-hmm. are fans of his movies, they trust him, even though J- the movie JFK was, in that theory, was a complete fabrication that came from the Soviet Union. So just something to keep in mind when these things swirl around. So let me ask you this. Is this disinformation, misinformation? This is coming from a UK source. Um, China deploys 40 incinerators to Wuhan amid fears of coronavirus death toll cover-up. Who reported that? This is Daily Star. Hard to say. <laughs> okay. China has reportedly deployed 40 industrial incinerators to the epicenter of the coronavirus outbreak in Wuhan. Chinese media reports that the furnaces have been shipped to the city amid ongoing fears. The death toll is being covered up. The mobile incinerators can reportedly destroy up to five tons of waste every day and can burn its load in as little as two seconds. The cabin is the size of a 20-foot standard container and has a volume of about 30 cubic meters. It has the ability to crush solid waste, then incinerate it, and then purify the smoke. The incinerators reportedly have been sanctioned for the use uh, by the Chinese military um, uh, to dispose of of bodies. It's hard to say, especially along the, the cremation, because we've verified some reports about the cremation. We've also disproven other reports. And we've we've knocked those so out. So what was the deal? I don't understand why uh, or how we found the uh, what was it the remember the the heat map and it was uh, what was the gas that was being released from burning organic material? Yeah, I don't remember the the actual gas, but yeah. yeah do you remember that, Stu? What was I, it? I remember the story. yeah sulfur. It was sulfur dioxide. And that's what happens when you burn organic material. Uh, And there was this map out that showed that uh, this sulfur dioxide was off the charts 
uh, high just outside of Wuhan. So it was, yeah, it was it was more of like a projection that a, like a weather company was was that was that noticed this. So like they were they showed like where cremations were happening, which were at certain levels. But then it, when it expanded, and that's the shot you would see on the internet that would go flying around. Um, that people were reporting on was more the projection of, hey, if they stay at these levels, this is what it's going to be by a certain time frame, which there was no, never any indication that the projection I never happened. read that on any story that had that map. That's how these things happen. That's exactly how these things happen. That's unbelievable. One, one thing that, an unintended consequence. James Bond, the makers of the, the last James Bond movie with uh, Daniel Craig, is coming out in a few weeks. They are now concerned that it's going to be a box office flop <laughs> because no one is going to the movie theater in China. And China is wow. such a big market now. And nobody, uh, they fear that if it spreads, nobody will go to the movies uh, around the world. I am so pissed about how Hollywood is catering to China so much. Oh, my God. Did you see the movie Midway? Oh, yeah. That one part of the movie that was just thrown in there that yeah. really didn't pertain to the movie, but it was because the Chinese funded the movie. They're like, hey, let's throw this one part in. Yeah, they had it's to. It's insane. They, yeah, they had to, they had to add parts about how China was you know, the good guy and, and everything else, and they did it because of all the funding. But you're going to see that. We are a secondary market. We're, mm. we're close to being a secondary market. If you go to Netflix or Amazon, we already are a secondary market to the globe. They don't care. If it plays in America, that's good. Will it play in the rest of the world? Uh, and so the, we are going to start seeing things. Truth, justice, and the American way is not going to play in Hollywood. That's one of the things with the Adam Sandler con- contract because they gave him so much money. Right. And, like, you know, Adam Sandler, you're like, well, I mean, I, I know he had, he was in – uh, uncut gems which which mm-hmm. was very critically acclaimed but i mean generally speaking it's it hasn't been a last five or ten years haven't been huge adam sandler years in the u.s right apparently he's just mega huge all around the world yeah like his brand of comedy oh, translates I, really well to people who don't speak english yeah he, well, he's, is, he's kind of like he's like a jerry lewis the jerry lewis at the end of his career you know far as his young part of his career when he was in the 50s and 60s he would make these movies and they would be okay they were huge, huge in Europe, huge. And that's why, I mean, he got like the Legion of Honor Award or something like that. He was one of France's biggest movie stars when he was putting the teeth in going, Hello, ladies! That's, I mean, they loved that. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, I just want you to know, coronavirus... I don't care if you are blowing snot all over the back of my shirt. I'm going to see Daniel Craig's last (laughs) James Bond. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.